Today's episode of Locked On Blackhawks is brought to you by RockAuto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Make sure to check it out and tell them the Locked On Podcast Network sent you. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Friday, March 19th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account, that's at Talk and Hockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. If you like what you're hearing today, then please be sure to go subscribe to the podcast. Go leave me a review if you want. It's all free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. You'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Also, if you're on Twitter, then please go follow the Lockdown Blackhawks Twitter page at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, with some really good content being posted there every day as well. All right, ladies and gentlemen, as always, thank you for tuning into Friday's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Last night, the Blackhawks were back in action after having both Tuesday and Wednesday night off. They played last on Monday against the Florida Panthers. Uh, They stayed in Florida, hoping to put an end to their losing ways. Coming into last night's game, the Hawks had dropped four of their last five, but unfortunately, The struggle in Florida continued as they weren't able to come up with a much-needed two points against the Tampa Bay Lightning, losing by a score of 4-2. And this this was a tough one to swallow here for Chicago because they, they really did not play bad at all. Like, they limited one of the best offensive teams in the NHL to just 23 shots on goal total last night, and only 13 of those shots came in the final 40 minutes. So it wasn't like this was a lopsided affair or anything when you go back and look at the numbers like like it has been in the past series. There's been some close games that when you look at the box score, you're like, oh man, that shouldn't have been all that close. No, not at all. That wasn't the case last night. The Blackhawks, they just simply couldn't get anything going on offense themselves. And even when they did, Andre Vasilevsky, man, what a what a beast this guy is. He, sh- he showed all of us last night why he's the best goaltender in the entire world. Like, so big, so athletic, seems to make every big desperation save, and when that happens, you know, sometimes you just got to go and tip your cap to the guy, I mean, there's a reason he's a Stanley Cup champion, um, I, I know he wasn't tested all that often, only 21 shots on goal for the Blackhawks last night, really a chess match between these two teams, but even when Vasilevsky, you know, when the Blackhawks did get their opportunities, the, he he came up big for them, um, especially, you know, after that first period, the Hawks, uh, they only had 12 shots on goal the rest of the way, but several of those were good looks, and Vasilevsky found a way, one way or the other, to, to get the job done. Um, so, it, it was kind of a, a weird game between these two teams last night. Before I get more into that, I have to talk about the return of Dylan Strom to the lineup last night for the Hawks. Got to get to that first, because Strom, he's been out for the last month or so with a concussion or concussion-like symptoms. He missed 11 games during that stretch, so very good to see number 17 back on the ice there for the Hawks. We really could use him right now with 
all the other guys we have out of the lineup could use could use some offensive help for sure. But what was interesting to me was that Blackhawks head coach Jeremy Colleton, he had Dylan Strome playing on the wing last night. Now, I don't know if that was just a temporary thing because, you know, it's Strome's first game back. They don't want to rush him into the center spot. Just a lot more responsibility and a lot more ground to cover usually from the centers. So I don't know if that was a temporary move or not. But according to Mark Lazarus of The Athletic, he tweeted out during the game last night that the Hawks have actually had this plan of moving Stromer back to the wing for a little while now, even before his concussion occurred. Uh, I think that's probably due to all the, the newfound center depth in the system. We got, obviously, Kirby Docks looking really good. Jonathan Taze is still there. Pia Suter. Even Philip Kurashev is a true center. We got David Kampf still. So, a lot of depth there down the middle. And if Strom wants to be part of this future here in Chicago, he just may have to learn how to play on the wing. I know that whole experiment did not go very well last year. I wasn't really happy with the move. And even Strom himself after the season wrapped up, said he, he and Colleton, they had a talk at some point during the year, and they both kind of agreed that center was just better for Strom's overall game. So, seems like Colleton is going back on that a little bit. I know, though, as I just talked about, that newfound center depth has kind of played a factor in that decision, and really given Colleton kind of no choice. Um, But last night, Strom, he actually responded and, and played very well over on the wing. He slotted in on the third line with Ryan Carpenter and Matthias Janmark, and that that trio was, they were really good last night. Probably the Hawks' best line combination of the game, and Strom wound up stuffing home a power play goal down low, so awesome to see Dylan Strom back on the ice. Hopefully, he'll be able to remain healthy for the Blackhawks because they really could use his offensive help right now with the top six struggling a little bit as of late. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there are my first thoughts on the Blackhawks game last night, plus Dylan Strom's return to the lineup. Coming up in just a minute, I'm going to give a recap of the game and discuss how the Hawks lost by a score of 4-2. to two. But first, I need to talk to you all about betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, and be sure to use our promo code LOCKEDON, one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA and NHL are in full swing, and for college basketball, it's the best time of the year. March Madness is upon us. The first day of games is today. And for those interested in other things aside from sports, Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Believe it or not, they have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's also free to sign up. Head on over to the website, or you can also use your mobile device to sign up today, and be sure to use our exclusive promo code LOCKEDON, one word in all caps, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. I also need to talk to you all about Built Bar, which is the best tasting protein bar on the market that we have been telling you for some time now. Built Bar is the amazing, low-calorie, low-sugar, and high-fiber protein bar that is made out of 100% chocolate. And right now is the time to find out which Built Bar flavor is the best because it's Built Bar Madness. A full-on bracket with each and every flavor to find out which one is the best. Be sure to check it out by going to BuiltBar.com or you can check out Built Bar on Twitter at Built underscore Bar. 
And don't forget about our exclusive promo code, which is LOCKED15, one word, LOCKED, capital L, and then the number 15, to get 15% off your next order. One more time, that's LOCKED15, to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com, and be sure to check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. This is the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes by subscribing to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. Alright, I just finished up talking about Dylan Strom's return to the lineup last night. Now, I also wanted to be sure to quickly go over the game, give a recap of the 4-2 finish, and also talk about some notable moments from the contest. So, early on in the game, the Hawks struck first. They were able to capitalize on a mistake by the Lightning. Barkley Goudreau tried to fight Connor Murphy in the first couple minutes, to which Murphy basically said, nah, I'm, I'm good. And that drew... Uh, the unsportsmanlike conduct penalty on Goudreau. And the Blackhawks, they cashed in with a goal from Matthias Janmark, his 10th of the season now. A really solid pickup. What what an addition he has been for the Blackhawks. I know he's probably going to be on the trade block with uh, the trade deadline approaching, but he's been a great acquisition by GM Stan Bowman. Not a lot of people have given him enough credit for going and getting Janmark this offseason. Um, as, as I said, his 10th goal of the season, he redirected a pass from Dominic Kubalik past Vasilevsky on the man advantage, and that was a much-needed PPG for a struggling Blackhawks power play. The, the second unit comes in and gets the job done. If you go back and remember Monday, the power play was horrible against Florida. They gave up the game winner while the Panthers were shorthanded, so they really need to focus in and do a better job converting on these opportunities and just... 2-10 into the game, the Hawks found themselves ahead 1-0 thanks to their power play. But, so it go for Chicago lately, especially against Tampa Bay. No lead is ever safe, <laughs> as we saw just around 10 minutes later. It looked like the Lightning, they didn't have much going on in the offensive zone, but they won a couple races. Duncan Keith and Connor Murphy, they both got beat to the puck, and it's finished off by an Alex Kalorn wraparound, and it wasn't a particularly good here from Kevin Lankinen to give up. By the way, Lankinen did get the start for the third consecutive game for the Blackhawks last night, as I expected, not a big deal, and talked about on yesterday's episode. Uh, but here, Lankinen just has to be better. We got a one nothing lead. We've played really well up to that point against a dominant Lightning club, and, and to allow a soft goal like that, to allow it to bounce off his own goal stick and go into the back of the net. It, it was pretty deflating for this team there in the opening 20 minutes. Just one one that can't happen, simply put. Uh, but by the way, Alex Kalorn has now scored in six straight games against the Chicago Blackhawks. For all my gamblers out there, take note. That's definitely something to look at before tomorrow afternoon's game. Killer has just been torching us this season. 
But moving on, um, just a few moments later, after Kalorn's goal, the Blackhawks, they took a penalty of their own. That's not been a key to success for them lately. The PK is now towards the bottom in the entire NHL. And Yanni Gord was able to sneak one through Lankanen on the power play. Another soft goal here from Lankanen. Gord picked up the puck near the slot, and he just kind of flipped a backhander on net. And <clears throat> it seemed like it went right in Lanky's breadbasket, but somehow found a way through even more deflating than the first one was for sure. And then with less than three minutes remaining, all of a sudden, Tampa Bay jumped out to a 2-1 to one lead. And that one, by the way, was, as I said, a power play goal of the Blackhawks PK. Seems like every game right now, they're uh, allowing a goal to the opposing team's power play. Definitely something we got to clean up. I'm happy that we're at least scoring on our power play, but now we got to do the thing where we don't allow the other team to score on theirs. But... To keep this chaotic pace going in the opening frame with just a 1.15 left in the period, the Blackhawks struck for their second power play goal in as many opportunities. And this time, talked about it a little earlier in the show, Dylan Strom scored and for the first time since February 2nd. He fought his way to the front of the net with the puck and eventually, might have been a second or third whack at it, he eventually found a way to stuff it past Vasilevsky in tight. Just his fifth goal of the season for Stromer, definitely going to try to bump those numbers up now that he's back, um, and 2-2 two to two late for the Hawks, that was a big one there for momentum reasons especially, I know that we the final outcome wasn't what we wanted, but it was still huge to get that game-tying goal there late and kind of squander Tampa Bay's momentum as they headed into that first intermission, and um, for Stromer, first goal in over a month, missed the last 11 games, but it was a rough stretch for them before he was diagnosed with that concussion. So really hoping that's the one that, that's going to get him going because the Hawks, they really could, really, really, really could use another effective offensive player in the lineup right now, aside from Alex Dabrinkit and Patrick Kane. And after that first period, the rest of this game, it was just so much different. Like, in the final 40 minutes, the Hawks... They only finished with 12 shots on goal, and Tampa Bay only had 13. The pace got really slow, and it just seemed like there was, wasn't was a lot of open ice to maneuver. It became a defensive-minded game just like that, and uh, no scoring in the second period. 2-2 two to two heading into the third. Just got to win the third to win the game, but the Blackhawks... They just couldn't do anything offensively. Only five shots on goal in the third period. That's just not going to get the job done against the defending Stanley Cup champs with Andre Vasilevsky in that. So not really a surprise when I saw Tampa take the 3-2 lead near near that 15-minute mark. Um, just kind of felt inevitable because the Blackhawks couldn't do anything offensively. They couldn't get any shots through. Uh, but... It was kind of a BS goal, in my opinion, the game winner. Um, the Hawks, the thing I will say about it, though, is is that the Blackhawks, they deserved it. Like, they got beat badly in transition on their way back, especially Duncan Keith. He really got burned there. And Keith, by the way, he had himself a rough go of it last night. He was on the ice for all four Tampa Bay goals, finished with, finished with a minus three plus minus rating in that one. Not good for number two on defense. Uh, we saw him get burned there, and then Ross Colton winds up with the breakaway, and he just trucked through Lankin and, and the puck slid, slid into the back of the net. Like, I get that it, it probably would have won in with the momentum it had had he not plowed over Lankin, but he just showed no control over his own body on that play, and it 
It just kind of sucks to reward a guy like that. Like, he just plowed right over our goaltender and nothing got called. I don't know. Just a tough one, especially tough because that one wound up being the game winner. Hedman added the last goal. He went on to score the empty netter to make it 4-2. to And overall, just a tough loss here for the Hawks. No other way to put it. As I said, you can't really be mad at them when, uh, you know, they put together a pretty good effort against a really good Lightning team. But when you only put 12 shots on goal in the final 40 minutes, it's just not good enough. Um, I thought they did some little things well, and th- those things could have helped them win the game, but that just unfortunately didn't happen. And now, as a result, the Hawks have dropped five of their last six and remain with 33 points in the Discover NHL Central Division with a 14-12-5 record, now just two points ahead of the Columbus Blue Jackets for the fourth and final playoff spot. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, there's my recap of the Blackhawks game last night against the Lightning. Coming up in just a minute, I am going to talk about the latest updates we have on Captain Jonathan Taze and former first-round pick Kirby Doc. But first, I need to talk to you all about rockauto.com. Rock Auto is a family business serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of different car manufacturers. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even up to 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or at a new car dealership? Chain stores and car dealerships, they have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, but rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and they're always reliably low. The rockauto.com catalog is also remarkably unique and super easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and you can even choose the brands, specifications, and the prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers, unlike chain stores or new car dealerships. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts when you can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts that you will ever need for your car or truck for the best possible prices. This is the Locked On Blackhawks podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Get the upper hand in your fantasy league with daily fantasy hockey advice from Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Fantasy hockey expert Scott Cullen gives you the tips, insights, and analysis to keep you ahead of the competition. So be sure to subscribe to Locked On Fantasy Hockey wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, I just finished up recapping the Blackhawks' 4-2 loss to the Tampa Bay Lightning last night. Now, before I let all of you go for the rest of your Friday, I want to end the week with a little bit of positive news here, as just yesterday, Blackhawks head coach Jeremy Colleton confirmed that forward Kirby Doc is, quote, closer than we thought, is how we put it, to returning to the lineup. Of course, we've seen Doc be a part of the team's practices recently, where he he was looking like a full participant for the most part there. Uh, Now, he, he does still need to be cleared for contact, and you know there's not going to be any rush from the Blackhawks medical staff. They're they're fully aware 
not to get Doc back in a hurry just for this little postseason push that we want to be a part of. We're, we're not going to sacrifice 10 years of Doc's future for one meaningless postseason run. Sorry, Blackhawks fans, to call it meaningless, but yes, I, I know this team's surprising, but they still ain't winning the Stanley Cup. So rushing Doc back definitely would be a foolish move. Um, but I feel like we could be seeing him sometime in the month of April to help this team. Uh, and I couldn't be any more pumped or any more excited to watch number 77 back on the ice to to see what he can do. Because if you remember those playoffs last year, sheesh, this kid was just starting to get going and just starting to play with confidence. And it really was a beautiful thing to watch. So don't want to rush him back, of course. But it does sound like Kirby will be suiting up for the Blackhawks here in 2021 at some point. Then, I also want to provide some updates we have on Captain Jonathan Taze. Still, nothing concrete, no idea what he's dealing with at all. But GM Stan Bowman, he spoke the other day and he said that there, there were a lot of positives with Taze's situation right now. No timetable for a return or anything. Uh, and I know, you know, and Stan in his interview, he's, he's always, I'm Stan Bowman, I talk like this. We could have just traded for the best player in the league and I'll, I'll still talk like this. He, he's always very vague, so I'm not going to get ahead of myself or anything, but just from the phrasing of everything, to me, it was just giving off a feeling or, or a vibe, if you want to call it, that Taser will be back someday for this team, whether it's towards the end of the season, or if he's working out this summer, if he's back for training camp or next season, whenever it be. Bowman just, to me, made it sound like a, a better situation right now for the captain. Again, I obviously don't know all the, I don't know any of the details, let's be honest, about what's going on like like Stan does. Um, but just from that interview, I really am thinking that Taze will make a return to this team at some point. I'm literally crossing my fingers as I'm talking right now, hoping that to be true. I doubt it would be during the season, but any time's better than no time for sure. Just just want my captain back, and I really hope that we do get to see 77 and 19 playing together because this Blackhawks team, look out. They could be scary in a couple of years if they're able to get both Jonathan Taze and Kirby Doc back at 100%. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Friday, March 19th episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to subscribe and to follow the Locked On Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you'll get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, ask your smart device to play the Locked On NHL podcast. The NHL regular season is underway, and the best way to keep track of it all is by subscribing to Locked On NHL. Local experts each week bring you the biggest stories, game recaps, and fantasy advice all in one podcast. So be sure to subscribe to Lockdown NHL wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account, at JackBushman2. Or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account, that's at TalkinHockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, feel free to email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can also hit me on one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, thanks again for listening to Lockdown Blackhawks Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.